Philadelphia, Woo! I'm going to tear it up. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, we're going to treat all you women woo, the way women ought to be treated. Because the NWA and some real men are going to take that Civic Center apart and then we're all going to be over a rodeo woo, driving the women wild. New sports Miami desk. Beach, get ready. Woo, we are tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. <laughs> His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on hey, this crack? This is Deuce Sports, man. Come on, now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Desk, episode 174. It's your guy, one more time, one half of your favorite sportsologists. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And it's your man, Black. We are back in the building once again. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. D, let's get into it. Yes, yes, yes. We have an action-packed show. We have some football. We have some basketball. We have a lot that we have to get into. Of course, we're going to be giving our thoughts on uh, this weekend's uh, NFL draft that just passed, the 2022 NFL draft. We're also going to dive into NBA playoff basketball. We're going to combine everything together. Just so much. Uh, excuse me to talk about. So, um, looking forward to getting to today's show. Like I said, we're just gonna go ahead and kick it off because uh, we don't have much time to waste. But first, Black, you know, me and you talked earlier about you know this draft not being, um, uh, I guess I don't know, popular or sought after. This was a real football fans draft. Mm-hmm. You didn't have the superstar guy at the top. A la like Trevor Lawrence last year, and then a who's who of quarterbacks, of defensive stars, or offensive stars in the past. So, did you find yourself kind of, oh shoot, the draft is on, or were you in the paint for the draft uh, all three days? Um, actually, uh, I was in the paint actually Thursday and uh, uh, most of Friday. I didn't get to watch none of Saturday, but. The, the main days of the draft, I, I did. I was locked in because I wanted to see where a lot of this unheralded talent was going to go. You know, this draft wasn't star-studded or, uh, or nothing like that this year. It really wasn't no huge names coming out in this draft this year. And like you said, you had to really be a football fan to really want to pay attention to this draft. But I really wanted to see the good pieces that were in this draft, where were they going to go and who were going to be the steals and players that, uh, we've seen the college who are very productive in college and 
was un- underrated going into the draft. Where did they end up? So that's what I really looked for when I uh, was watching the drafts on uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, same here. I mean, you know, of course, you're watching the first round. Uh, obviously, you know, we have a sports show, so we need to be watching. And we're still sports fans. So, of course, you you know, me, it felt the same leading up to the beginning of the draft. You know, just the, seeing all the old picks and, uh, you know, just watching all the pageantry, so to speak, that comes with the NFL draft. But we knew going in, I'm not going to lie, like, leading up to this draft, man, you know, it, it, it wasn't. It, it was no one I was really interested in. I'm going to say that. You got a lot of talent. A lot of guys I watch obviously play over the years, but I went, I'm not really interested right now because I feel like, to be real with you, every player that was selected in this draft really has something to prove, like on this next level. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. Of course, Trevor Lawrence got something to prove. Peyton Manning and all these guys who came into the league, of course, that they're going, going to the next level. But we saw... That blue-eyed angel, we already knew. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, you saw Andrew Luck play. You already knew he's gonna mm-hmm. transition well into this league. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson and um, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Like you see guys in college, like you just like know they're gonna be that yeah, dude in the league. Correct. Yeah. But then you get guys like Justin Herbert. Now I've been a fan of Herbie since he was at Oregon. But the notes, the details on him was, man, we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Is he mm-hmm. another Pac-12 quarterback? Yeah. And I understood that. Mm-hmm. But look at here. I think he checked all those boxes. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, another one. Big arm, smaller school. Uh, we don't really know. I bet you know now. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes is another one. He's another Texas one. Tech, all, all they do is throw it in the way. He's supposed to have five. They killed Kansas them. City for moving up the They murdered to take him. him. Yes, they did. And they went up at <laughs> nine and got him. So you always get these type of stories. But this one, this draft right here, I just don't have that. So I look forward to seeing how these players progress. What they do on the field, the storylines that come along with them. And, of course, we're here for the ride uh, here uh, at the Sports Desk. So, we're going to open up the show. Hopefully, we can get them. Uh, let's open up the show with one of your favorites, man. It's just uh, an icebreaker, so to speak. See if we can get our guy um, to rock with us uh, to open up this show. Trying to get him on the line. But if not, you know, we'll try a little later. Looks like we... Got a signal here. Hey, what's up, Freddie Briggs. What's going on? <laughs> Are you available, fine sir? Always. Okay, I can barely hear you, dog. Oh man, hold on. Let me see if I can. Yo, yo. Nah, man, you sound far, far away. Like you got some headphones, or something in you or something. Far away. Yo, can you hear me? Well, we just gonna have to make it work. I can barely hear, but we'll make it work. Is it the volume on it? Is, 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 is the wave showing up on the computer? Yeah, like lightly, but you know you got like this little. Well, let me call. I'm finna call your phone and see if that. All right, call me right back. All right. So all for right. all who don't know, that was Freddie Briggs. He's gonna try to get us back in. We hadn't talked to Fred in a while. Of course, we're getting ready to open this thing up about the Jackson uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who had the number one pick in this draft. Freddie Jr. Fred. Yo, yo, much yo, better. Yeah, there we go. Fred, what's up, man? What's good, man? What's good? <laughs> How you feeling out there, young sir? I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm in the hood right now. Okay, well, I'm you be careful. Be like hey, 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 do not say anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <yeah. laughs> hey, don't say anything that would get the sports this band 
from iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Bandcamp. We don't need to be put on ice, all right? So keep those details to a minimum, sir. All right, friend, man. So we definitely had to get you on the line, man. Of course, this past weekend was the 2022 NFL Draft, and you have been probably the boldest, the strongest voice when it comes to the city of Jacksonville and the team here, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Friend, uh-huh. let's go ahead and get into it, man. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the draft of the Jags? How do you feel uh, about the number one pick uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mr. Walker? Uh, did, did, did Black already give his? Opinion? No, we opening up with you, dog. Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Trayvon you Walker, number one. <laughs> you know what? Um, I think just over the years with me being able to take my just like fandom super out of it and look at things logically is helping me a lot with the jazz because I'm just not expecting a lot. Mm-hmm. But I will say, and, and people, like, y'all got to understand this, I can't wait to hear other people's opinions on this as well. Sure. They, I think they knocked it out in the park, man. Like, oh, wow. Okay. I, 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 I think they went in intentionally. It was like, we are focusing in on this one area. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if other players fail, like, if one of those wide receivers may have failed all the way to the second or uh, third round when we picked or whatever. Cool. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe we could have pulled that trigger. But I think at the spots they was picking that, they was like, oh, yeah, we're not going into next year worried about this damn the, the middle of our defense. Right. Now, the back half of our defense ain't may not be all pros, and we may not have all pro linemen right, uh, D-linemen right now. We got Josh Allen, who's great. Let's get that boy some players around him. Like, mm-hmm. let's just do that. Let's not focus on we already spent all this money on free agency on offense. Let's just focus in on this position right here. Cause when they took um is it Tavon? Trayvon Walker. Okay, Walker. When they took Walker at one, I'm like, cool, they gonna have now they got somebody, he gonna be kinda all over the field. Then they came back around, it's losing me who they took. Who they Devin, Devin Lloyd. Lloyd. They came back into the first round and got Devin Lloyd to They got Lloyd. Okay, so they got so, okay, that was, yeah. So, they went and got Lloyd, and I'm like, hmm, damn. And I know they got the boy from free agency, so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. And then I know they pick, I think they picked somebody before they got the uh, white boy, who, in my opinion, that he might be the best one out of all of them. I like, agree. when it's all said, I, I think he's going to be, he's like a little Luke Keekly. Like, I'm looking at this boy play, I'm looking at what he's done through. He's done nothing but be a winner. If he come to the Jags and be, this will be the first time in his life ever. That he is not playing on the championship level. And then I just kind of favor white athletic linebackers because they're going to actually study the playbook. That may sound <laughs> racist. I apologize for this. Everybody listening, you know, but it is what it is. Like, I'm hoping he's the next Luke Keekly. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Is. Out there. But I think, like, they they really focused in on that position, D. And, man, this – I mean, and, and I'm and I, I'm a fan. I'm going to say that before I say this. But I can easily see Jags having the best linebacker core next, like within after this, after like next year, because the linebackers don't take long to develop. Like no, you can they see don't. the first year whether they're gonna be great or not. Yes. So I think that I think we easily can have the best linebacker core easily within the next two years, three years at max. Okay. So I think they knocked it out for what they did. Like mm-hmm. what they, we can't control. Look, man, then why we we just spent a hundred million dollars on wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know y'all really wanted one in the first, second round. It, it don't work like that. Like, we've already 
allocated all of our funds to this position. And mm-hmm. if you believe in Doug Peterson like you say you do, you just got to trust that that man mm-hmm. think he got the receivers that he need in place to make that offense uh, successful this year. Right. And, if, and if it ain't as successful as we need it to be this year, that, that like we just need to build. Like going to the next draft, now you can use the first four picks on offense. But I like what they did being concentrated. Not only are we going only defense, we are going in the middle of the defense. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The middle, and I loved it, man. I mean, all new linebackers. Yeah, right. like it's, if, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, Fred, I got oh, one I, question I like for it. you. For me, oh. the question is for me, I, I want to know your opinion really seeing the Jaguars. We've really never seen them aggressive in the draft as far as moving back into the first round. Do you think having uh, Doug Peterson as the head coach now, and do you think that had a lot to do with us moving back into the first round and potentially getting what what the the second best linebacker in college football to uh, yeah. in the, in the first round and be able to move up and give away that that first pick in the second round to get back in the yeah. first round? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause it felt it felt too calculated for it to be the Jaguars. It did. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> When the Jags do stuff like that, it's usually terrible. Like that one, I think when Gus Bradley first got here, we drafted Cyprian and we just drafted all corners and, and none of them worked out. Like no, but we kind of knew that though. Like we like Cyprian, didn't he go to UCF or something like that? Yes, we like, bro, bro we'll go to Florida, like go to Georgia, the SEC, like go draft them boys. Yes, like why are you taking Jonathan Cyprian at the top of the you know what I'm saying? So but I but I think with this one. Like, first of all, you get Georgia's best defensive player. And I, I heard an analyst say it. Um, so I'm, I'm still in the take when I say this, but it was like, don't pay attention to his stats because he was all over the field. They was like, if you just put that boy at one position where he's just going to be rushing the passer every time, like what they're going to have him do in Jacksonville, then you probably would have seen the stats that you like that would have satisfied you. But this this kid is a freak. I'm talking about six four six five, well, like mm-hmm. two four, whatever he is, run a four five four six. You can't pass up on them. Like, I was so glad they got him and not Hutchinson. I just yeah. didn't see enough from Hutchinson against the big boys to trust that pick. But, well, yes, to answer your question, Black, I do think Peterson being here made them intentionally focus on one area with those top picks. Well, gotcha. Okay. Well, let me, well, let me ask you this. It's funny that you should say Aiden Hutchinson. And before, mm-hmm. we was in the group chat, um, and, you know, we were talking, and – I get it about Hutchinson. I, I understand what people are saying. That Georgia game, he was virtually non-existent. I mean, mm-hmm. and we all know that type of talent at Georgia, number one, if it's anybody going to be equivalent to NFL talent, it was those Bulldogs from last year. I mean, one yeah. of the greatest defenses of all time, and Hutchinson was non-existent. Mm-hmm. With Walker, how, how good do you really feel knowing, one, you got a kind of like a project that you're working on with Walker versus Hutchinson knowing what you're going to get despite the Georgia game. He still led the Big Ten in tackles. He was up there mm-hmm. top tier in sacks. He was, uh, what it was, the defensive player of the Big year? Big Ten all the, defensive player mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah, all American. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The Big Team all American. And the Big Ten is not a trash conference. They That's are not... in the trenches mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Big Ten. So if you would have drafted Hutchinson, would you not have liked that? Like at all? I'm just curious. No, I would have. Like, I, I think if they, because if you draft Hudson, you basically draft him to play the same position that we drafted um, Walker, Walker to play. You so you're basically going to be asking him to play similar positions. So I wouldn't have been mad at it at all okay. if we would have followed up with the linebackers that we took. 
Like, as okay. long as we follow up with those next picks, I'm not mad at either one of them that they take. But I can understand them looking at our roster and saying, okay, we got Josh Allen. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, we got Josh Allen. We know if we put the players around this player, he's mm-hmm. going to show out. No mm-hmm. matter what, like, we, he just ain't had no players around him. Mm-hmm. So I think what they looking at is, let's go get another freak that we can get. Because he's going to demand that double team. and hit mm-hmm. One of them boys, go, you ain't just going to be blocking up both of them boys mm-hmm. alone. And with um, Aiden Hutchinson, we've seen it in college. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it, a whole game, D. I feel like you. Like, these DNs that go to the top of the draft, I like, feel you. when do you see a whole game? Like, you know, all of all the good ones, like, a, a whole game I'm with you. just being blockable. But I agree with you. Like, if they would have took them, I wouldn't have been mad. But let me say this. A, a lot of the times when you draft these players, like, where is he from? Like, I mean, we took Tyson Alula. We brought him all the way from the West Coast and brought him down south. And he just didn't fare well. But if the yeah. 49ers would have picked him, it's no telling what his career would have been. Right. So I think Aiden is going to fare way better in Detroit because he's already used to that environment. Mm-hmm. And I think our guy Walker is going to fare well with us because, you know, Georgia, Florida, he's right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think for both teams, <clears throat> like, it, these were the best options, in my opinion. Like, yeah. I think I think that location thing had a big thing like to do with it. Like we let's go with the kid that's already used to playing in this stadium. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, I was yeah, I was just curious to, you know, hear your thoughts about that. So how do you feel about the Jaguars overall now? The free agency is over, the draft is over. Coach mm-hmm. Dougie P is now have he has everything that he has going into his debut season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where Man. do you stand with your overall thoughts? This is where I mess up every year. I know it. This your overall right thoughts and just and just a quick outlook. Of course, we'll have our NFL preview show down the line. We're right, ask, right, right. We're right, not asking you right. to sell the farm right now, Fred. Right, right, right. What are you feeling? Okay. How, do you, how, how do you feel about the Jacksonville Jaguars right now? You know what? I, I feel, and I man, I, I hesitate to say this so much, <laughs> but I feel good. I won't say great. I feel good. And the reason I feel good is because we got the best quarterback in the division. So I feel <laughs> like Doug Peterson looked at the rest of the division. You know, you got Deshaun Watson up out of there. You know what I mean? And I felt like I'm looking at that Eagles team. I'm looking at that Eagles defense. Because that defense was fire. Yes. So I felt like he's shaping it up. He went into that draft and was like, man, I know y'all want me to draft tight ends and wide receivers all through these first rounds, but I'm making sure that the offense I put on the field got a defense to go on the field. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going to go with these slot guys. We, we just got a bunch of glorified slot receivers, which is fine. The, the, the Patriots won many Super Bowls with glorified slot receivers. Mm-hmm. But I feel I feel good. I feel I feel good. I, I still don't feel good about the GM, but it is what it is here. Whatever. But I feel good about Doug Peterson and this product. If I had to put a win loss on it right now, I would say seven to eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say seven to eight now, games. Now listen, you know, I, I I'm not gonna give my full thoughts right now, but the NFC mm-hmm. the AFC South is trash. But yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. So listen. Terrible. The Colts in my opinion, the Colts and the Jaguars are kind of like in the same type of pool right now. But the difference yeah. is the Jaguars got the better quarterback. So yeah. that trumps they that. They got that running back, though. They got that. They got yeah, Taylor. but you got to throw the football in the NFL. You do? Yeah. You yeah. got to throw the football. 
So yeah. even though uh, Taylor can rush for 3,000 yards, so what? <laughs> Big hand, yeah, you still got to throw So the what? Ball. And I was just about to go to Tennessee. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill yeah. is dumpster juice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, terrible. I still can't sleep at night knowing that the Tennessee Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost a football game. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> at home, by the way. And I don't know that. They just lost their best receiver while the draft was going on. Yep. They did. Yep. So how is that going to help their situation? It ain't going to help. So Tannehill... <laughs> The Colts, yep. and then who the other team? The, te- the Texans. Right. The Listen, Texans got better during the draft. They did they got get better. better but they, they got young, young up-and-coming They did, pieces. but come on now. We 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 know, but their, come on now. their, their quarterback who played last year, he, he wasn't, wasn't trash. He wasn't, he wasn't trash. If you, had, if you look at, let's say, NFL Network, NFL, him and they said Trevor Lawrence and, and Mills, whatever his name is. Davis they Mills, had, my boy. Davis Mills, they they production went up as the season went on. Right. So they don't have a dumpster juice quarterback. Okay. They have a quarterback that's going to. I'm not saying that he's the guy, but he was able to be productive as the season went on. So yeah. they he feel like they can go into another season with him at yeah. the helm and right. with these young Nice cornerback pieces that they got, and nice receiver pieces that they got. Right, Houston, Texas yeah. could potentially be uh, a top team in this division because it's so trash. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't expect yeah. them to be top at all. So <laughs> the Jaguars can win this division this year. They can. Yeah, you can have to play be game. Than Trevor Lawrence. We can get a That's playoff game here in January yeah. with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dougie P has came down here and showed the Jaguars front office this is how you run a business. Mm. <laughs> Did we laugh at all during Dougie P's moves at all since he's been hired? No, we haven't. Did uh, we scratch at our heads at anything Dougie P did since he's been here? We haven't. Uh, it's been all business. Yeah. You want to know how many times Colin Cowherd made jokes of the Jaguars this offseason? None. <laughs> you want to know how many times people around TV talking NFL football laughed at the Jaguars this year in the offseason? In the draft? Zero. So that makes me feel great. Because yeah. this is not yeah. a joke anymore. This thing is literally heading in the right direction. Yeah. So the city needs to be excited because you got a guy who knows how to run a business. This is a Super Bowl winning coach who just won a ring within the last five seasons. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is that boy. Yeah. And he's going to show leaps and bounds this year. And let me tell you something. That linebacking core and that front seven that's going to be down here, I'm just going to say tuck your tail and look out. Yeah, because they gonna yeah. be flying. Yeah, and I and, and and I really love the fact. I don't know if he was able to see it, Fred, but when they in, interview, when they did the uh, introducing the linebacker Devin Lloyd, and they was and one of the uh, media people asking, "What well, did you know, Doug and uh, Trent Belkin? Did they you know get you up to speed on the best running backs in this league?" And he said, "Dougie P said, oh yeah, he already knows about them.' Yeah, he let they <laughs> letting it know day one. Yeah." In this in in this division, we only have to worry about the running backs. Yeah, it's yeah. a reason why we didn't go get a top corner because no one in this division can throw the football. Facts, yeah. facts. Yeah. It's a reason facts. why we drafted two of the best linebackers in college football is because so no one would be able to run the ball on us and sign the best. And this is a reason, like Fred say, you go and get a freak. You don't know what you're getting. He's a project, but you know he's a freak, and he's going yeah. to demand. Attention. Uh, attention. Attention. 
Right. Let me tell you something right now. With with this kid, I don't know what he's going to be. I'm just kind of saying to myself, man, he could potentially be like that. Let's look. Let's look at Khalil Mack when he was with the Raiders and with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Khalil Mack, when he was coming out of the draft, they said, man, this guy's a freak of nature. He played at Buffalo. We don't know much about him, mm-hmm. but we going to take a chance. The Oakland Raiders moved up and took a chance on Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. And Jacksonville Jaguars, because we had stupidity in the front office, mm. we passed on the Khalil Mack. But you have someone who's smart and realizes, oh, this kid is a freak of nature. We can't pass on him, mm-hmm. regardless of what he's done in college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because you have a guy who could potentially be something like a Khalil Mack and yeah. wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. And then you still, yeah. oh, like Fred said, you still got to deal with Josh Allen. Allen, mm-hmm. yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that interior is going to be, per se. I would say maybe that's the one area where it's like, I would love a pro bowler in the middle of that line. You know what I mean? But, yeah, they got some horses, man. They're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They got some horses. Yeah, Fred, so we definitely want to get you in and get your thoughts on the draft. See how you're feeling today currently about the Jacksonville Jaguars and the progression that they've made in the offseason. Of course, bringing in Dougie P, bringing in uh, uh, free agents that are going to contribute right away. And then, obviously, a very solid. The grade I've been seeing with the Jaguars, has it been A- minus or B+. B+. No matter what you've been seeing on, you know, Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, NFL Network, Mm -hmm. I've been seeing A- minus and B+, uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Mel Kiper gave the Jaguars a compliment uh, a couple days ago. He said the Jacksonville Jaguars address what they needed right away to win. Yeah. So yeah. that goes back to knowing yep. the division. Mm-hmm. Yep. You stop Big Ken, yep. you stop Taylor, you win the AFC South. Plain and simple. Yep. Plain and simple. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Plain and simple. Yeah, that's so, sorry, quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. So we'll like that, that's what you're banking on. I'll take the slot receiver this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really wish we could have kept chart. Like looking at this roster, man, it now I go back and say, yeah, we, we should have just gave Chark that money. Like, I don't know how it would have played out, but if you add Chark to this offense, what else do you need? Listen. Now, now you got your number one receiver. But it's like nothing you else said, to bitch about after that. But like you said, full of slot receiver. What did Tom Brady, I ain't comparing Brady and Trevor, but what did Tom yeah. Brady do at Welker, Edelman? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Just name him. Bonafide him. slot receiver. Yeah, bonafide <laughs> slot receiver. And he was slicing yep. you up. Yeah. Yep. Even when he had yep. Moss, he didn't win a chip with Moss. He did. Right, right. So, exactly. so, so Trevor Lawrence standing looking over the defense, slicing you up. No, it, at, at this point, bro, it don't matter who at wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Can you move the ball down the field? He going to yep. move that ball down the field, and the Jaguars going to have a running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, the yeah. addition of NTN being healthy, that camaraderie that NTN, and Trevor had you getting James Robinson back, he's going to contribute. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see. Fred, any parting remarks? On anything before you, uh, before we get you out of here, sir. Um, nah, man, just gonna be optimistic and not so. You know, I got to take a lot of my heart and emotion out of the Jaguars. It's hard to do for how it is, right? So it's you know, uh, all in all, I think they did an okay job. I'm sure y'all gonna pick like y'all who, who y'all thought had the best draft, the sure, sure, draft and all that stuff, right? Okay. All right, for sure. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I can't wait to listen in. Yes, you know, sir. I'm just well, it's to y'all get listen. Thank you, thank you. It's always great, man, when we can get you on. I, let's, I just love calling you out the blue. You know yes, what I mean? Sir. Yes, so sir. we can just keep it raw <laughs> at, its, at, at its finest. All right, Fred. Yes, All right, Fred. All right, boy. All right, be I'll cool. let y'all. Yo. Yep. 
All right, man. So that was the great That's Freddie good. Bricks, man, yeah. calling in, giving his spiel and his takes on the Jacksonville Jaguars in their draft. And Black, we can wrap up the Jags here. I mean, you know, we probably we hit on a lot of things, but the Trayvon Walker thing and the uh, Hutchinson thing. You know, I was saying before the draft, like at this point, man, it's so nerve wracking. Just go safe, take Hutchinson. Be safe, take Hutchinson. That's what I was screaming. But then when they took Walker, I said, you know what, man? Dougie P not a dumb guy, man. This is a smart guy. Mm-hmm. This is a Super Bowl winning coach. Me and you will never know what it's going to be like to be a head coach in the, in the NFL and, and, and put together a Super Bowl roster and go through that journey. You got to give credit to this guy. To be real with you, the Trent Balky aspect of this thing, I think it it's minimal. Yeah, I think it it's minimal, man. No I think it's minimal because I think Shad Khan has said, you know what? I got a guy in Dougie P. I got a guy here that we can collaborate and we can push this thing for. I Shad Khan was in the green room for the draft. He wasn't in there the years before. It was just the GM and the head coach. Mm-hmm. He if 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 Shad Khan has bought in, if he is saying, you know what, I need to improve my presence. I need to be a better owner. I need to try to get my hands in this thing and make sure we're doing this thing on a collaborative effort. I can appreciate that because if you're trying to build a winner. Then you need to be present. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate the fact that he was there. And Dougie P, you could just tell from, well, at least I could, in the room while he was making the pick, Trent Balky was sitting down like a good old schoolboy. And Dougie P was on his feet with a hand in his pockets, having dialogue with the owner of the team. That let me know. That let me know that Dougie P is in control. Mm-hmm. He has everything under control. Control and he has the attention of the owner. I feel great about that. I thought the Jags had a solid draft. I also give them a B plus. I thought everybody who they took can contribute. I love the linebackers that we got in there, and I love that little running back we got out of Ole Miss. Yo, yeah, he gonna yo. pay dividends. Connor, Connor. Yeah, you gotta kind of think what would James Robinson give. NTN, but now you got a scat guy who can come in there and possibly run punts back. Probably be on special teams. I just like the addition him because I saw Ole Miss play a lot. Last year So all in all Solid uh, draft for the Jags I'm very positive Going into mini camp Training camp And getting ready For the season to start And um, I say this I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm very Very optimistic On how good This team's gonna be This year yeah. What you got on the Jags Yeah back? man For for me You know uh, I'm, I I look I, I like what the Jaguars did. They they definitely went need, and it was a few things I had to uh had to really sit back and think about. First, I want to give a shout out to Dunbar. Dun, Dunbar in the group chat, he was like, "Bro, y'all got to realize this guy's a freak." I was the one that was kind of against the whole, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Trayvon Walker thing, and I'm like, you, at this point, you know, you kind of play it safe type. Mm-hmm. Of game. That's what I wanted the Jags to do. Yeah, but, yeah. But this this could potentially be the safe pick. Could, this be. could potentially be the safe pick and the could right be. pick, you know. So, uh, being able to, you know, in our group, being able to talk about things and kind of be like, you know what, it kind of makes sense. It kind of makes sense because you're getting the more athletic, more because uh, the the kid is a freak of nature. Believe it or not, he killed the combine. I mean, at Georgia, it's so many five stars there. You know, he was he was one of the ones, and I'm happy he came out and said he was like, look. I wanted to play, man. So I told him, play me wherever, however you want to use me, use me. Because he wasn't going to go to Georgia and just be the guy in one spot. Because there's so many five stars there that you got to sit behind and wait. We've seen so many of them leave Georgia. 
Uh, look at look at Jermaine Johnson. Yep. Look at Jermaine Johnson. Had to leave. Had to leave Georgia because he wasn't going to touch the field. And we see what he came and did at Florida State in the one year that he that he was there. He led the nation in sacks first and, round and all the college football first round pick. And for me, man, you just have to believe, like you said, what Dougie is doing. You know, to go and get your linebackers and to go and get and bring in one of the best centers that were that was in the draft as well. That's a plus. One of your best center who's been there 10 plus years, he retired on you. So you had to go to get somebody to fill the need of having to be able to play center. Of course, you have to develop them, but getting still, you have to get that back in there because you lost a piece. You didn't get a center in free agency. So I like the moves that they make. And like you said, our linebacker core, we got one of the less, the best linebacker cores, two of the best linebackers from out the draft. Everybody talking about, man, but why we didn't get a receiver? Why we do that? Let me tell you something. Go look at Dougie P when he was in Philly. What receiver did you see take the top off? You didn't. You had big Ashawn Jeffrey who did everything underneath. Wiggle room. Doug P got him in space so he can so he can make plays to be able to score touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They didn't want rookie receivers. They liked the core of receivers that we have. Mm-hmm. Dougie P actually probably looked at the film tape and looked at some of our, some of our last games where the Jaguars were playing well and realized, look, we just got to get these guys in the right position and let Trevor throw them the ball in the right position and we can make plays. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you finna add ETN. He's coming back. Hopefully, he can he can stay healthy. Then you adding this young running back from Ole Miss who's going to be able to spell guys like James Robinson and ETN because you have nothing behind those two backs. So for me, it looks it, it it looks like Dougie P knows what the task is at hand. And for one thing, for me to see Dougie P when they were doing their uh doing their little intro not introduction but uh mini camp not mini what is it uh mandatory workouts that just passed yeah 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 being able to see him be to tell the Jaguars we've never heard a coach be like let's put it in your head right now you're going to be playing in January and February yeah right now. You let your players know that. Yeah. We've never seen that from a coach from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not down here. We've never had that. And like you say, the presence of Doug Peterson lets you know everything is going to be okay. I'm, I even forgot Trent Boker is the GM. <laughs> Somebody had to remind me. Oh, that's Cause, good. Because we're not used to things going as well. Yeah, you might say, oh, man, Jacksonville Jaguars reset the market for receivers. So what? You have to play players to come to Jacksonville. You do. They're not going to take a play cut to come to Jacksonville, so you have to overpay. That's the way. It, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were able to overpay and get the pieces that they need to help them offensively. Mm-hmm. And then in his draft to focus on the defense and field needs that you were lacking in. That's a that's a that's an A to me. That's an A plus to me in my book. And I love the way they went by the draft. Move, I like the Jaguars being aggressive. Move back in the first round. I had been saying it all week. Man, I would love to see if the Jaguars would move back in the first round. And it happened. I loved it. Mm-hmm. We've never seen that. We just seen Jaguars. Oh, we got 12 pick, so we're going to pick 12 people. We didn't see that this year. Mm-hmm. I don't want to bring 12 bodies into Jacksonville. No, I want you to bring some players in here who can help build this team and make a difference. So, yeah, D, for me, I love what they did. Um, Jacksonville is definitely on the right track. I'm going to stay even keel on it, but I want to see 
moving forward, how we can make this thing work, getting ready to go into mini camp and the, the Ricky camp and everything. I'm excited to see uh, how Dougie P works this thing out heading into the new football season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting time. Very exciting time. So we'll see how everything starts to unfold. Of course, we'll get more in detail with this thing as we get closer uh, to the start of the season. Black, if you don't mind, man, I just need a second. I just need a second. Just a second, if you don't mind, sir. I just have to kind of get some things uh, off my chest. Now, for all who have been riding with me in black for 174 episodes, or if you know me personally, you know I grew up a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. Mm -hmm. And of course, when the city brought in the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to support anything that comes out of my hometown. Well, because I live here. And I want to see anything that's around here do well. So I'm a heavy supporter of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If I if you if you want to say, oh, he got two teams, okay, I got two teams. But the Cowboys are a top priority for me year in and year out. And y'all know how y'all watch every single year these high school kids come out of high school and they have like four hats in front of them, like before they get ready to pick. Who they uh, going to play college ball for? Well, I'm about to have four hats on my desk right now to let y'all know who I'm going to be rooting for in the National Football League next year. You have Jermaine. What's up? Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson sitting there at 24. I said to myself, oh, we finna take Jermaine Johnson. Mm. We lost Randy Gregory, but we about to get younger. We about to get more. Oh, we finna take Jermaine Johnson to replace Randy Gregory. Okay, that's a bad. And then Goodell gets up on the stage. <laughs> and he announced that we selected one of the top penalty-driven offensive linemen in all of football, all of college football, Tyler Smith, offensive tackle Tulsa. I said, who? Never heard of this man. Never seen him or a full can of paint dry. But now he is a Dallas Cowboy. I watched Jerry and Steven snicker like they had the steal of the draft. And then Todd McShay and Mel Kiper began to berate Mr. Smith's play mm. as being one of the most penalized offensive linemen in all of college football. And the plus side, you know, you know what they say his plus side was? He's a bully. Well, you want to know why he's a bully? He's being penalized. <laughs> I'm sick of this. Then y'all got Dak Prescott calling wide receivers and letting them know that, hey, man, it's, it could be a great possibility. You could be a Dallas Cowboy. I just wanted to reach out to you. For what? Now y'all got Dak playing some type of role with him calling and reaching out to players. Dak need to be out there on, out there on the practice squad. Getting some throws in with CD. <laughs> I am just so mind blown about these Dallas Cowboys and they draft. Now, again, we get to the second round. Then we take Sam Williams 
outside linebacker out of Ole Miss. Now, you want to know what the tape they showed on Mr. Williams when they selected Mr. Williams Black? They showed him getting pancaked by Alabama offensive linemen. Pancaked by Georgia offensive... I said, dang! I thought when you get drafted, they supposed to pull positive highlights. They didn't do it. And then I said, well, God, I mean, when are we going to address uh, uh, the trenches? When are we going to try to get some help on this defensive end? We did it. Black, have you ever heard of Matt Walixko, my boy? Offensive tackle out of North Dakota. I've never heard of him, Black, have you ever... What is name, boy name at? Have you ever heard of Deron Bland, DB out of Fresno State, my boy? I have never, sir. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you this here. Oh, what is it? May, June, July, August. The first week of NFL football is usually that first or second week of August. September. Yeah, September. first week, yeah. In August into September. Okay. Yeah. So the last week of preseason, because the Sports This YouTube page is coming soon. Okay. I'm going to go live. Okay, I'm gonna have a Kansas City Chiefs hat, <laughs> a Jacksonville Jaguars hat, a Buffalo Bills hat, mm. and a Denver Broncos hat on the table. That's what I'm gonna have, and I'm gonna select one of those hats, my boy, <laughs> to let that fan, that fandom of those fans of that that those particular teams that I'm on my way. Because I can't sit back and do this no more. Jerry think he got it figured out. Steven think he figured out. And Mark McCarthy, he they don't even let Mark McCarthy change his own underwear by himself. He was just sitting there. Ain't just looking like pee. a clown. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a, and and Steve Smith said something so just it just made my bones tremble. He said, you wonder why guys like uh, John Gruden didn't go to Dallas. You wonder mm. why guys like uh, uh, Bill Cowell wouldn't come out of retirement to go to Dallas. You wonder why all these big-time guys who would come in and change a franchise don't go to Dallas. He said, the last one I went to Dallas who was about anything was Bill Parcells. And Bill Parcells said he had had enough because Jerry wouldn't stay out the damn kitchen. Mm. And he ain't gonna never stay out the kitchen, my boy. And we done, we done had Wade Phillips as a head coach we now we got Mike McCarthy. Hey, I mean, I'm sick of this. So, last week of the preseason, live on the uh, Sports Desk YouTube page, I, Dejra L. Hicks Jr., will be selecting his new team. Mm. Cause I can't do this, bro. I just can't keep doing this. <laughs> We gonna go ten and six or nine and seven again. Maybe win the NFC East. Cause good God, the Philadelphia Eagles are on their way. <laughs> I'm talking about all weekend long. Them boys making moves all weekend long. I'm scared to death. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles ain't playing. And Jerry Jones get on here on TV and drafts Tyler Smith, <laughs> Sam Williams, Jalen Tolbert, Jake Ferguson, and last but not least, at round number five, Matt Waskisko. <laughs> I've had enough, man. I can't Woo. invest no more. 
I can't invest no more black any thoughts on my Cowboys if they D minus draft man, that we have on the weekend. Hey, I felt just like you. I felt just like you. I just said, man, uh, Jermaine Johnson right here. This is a steal. This would be the steal of the draft. I thought you it was talk, happening. And you potentially could talk about a player, the upside, who has the potential to be better than Randy Gregory. Yeah. Because I feel like you already got the ceiling that you could get with Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. Jermaine Johnson would have been the perfect fit for the Dallas Cowboys. Shoot, come on, man. Even take look, even take one of the linebackers, man. You passed on Devin Lloyd too. You need linebacker play. It was shocking to see that the <laughs> We didn't get nothing. You didn't get no okay, the Cowboys did something to improve. You didn't get that feeling from the Cowboys. No. You just felt like, oh, Jerry Jones was in the room and he picked the guys he wanted to pick. And then he had his yes men around and be like, good job, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry needs to step a, take a step back and allow someone to come in and run this organization the way it needs to be no, run. Won't happen till he dies. And that sucks. Won't happen till he dies. The Cowboys had an awesome Draft class last year, yes. awesome draft class. But you follow it, you follow it up with j- 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 trash <laughs> for a team who wants to get over the hump. You don't follow up your draft class with a good draft class with trash. And it sucks that this man had to be looked at in the like as the most penalized offensive lineman in the league. Well. Uh, What's 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 my man? What's my man from Georgia? Name uh, who went to Philly? The Neil, the uh, the Kobe, uh, Neil, no. Neil. Oh, oh, damn! They got Neil too. Yeah, I'm talking about the D tackle we like. They got him too from Georgia. From Georgia, yeah, what, what? I, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I get what what you think, Tyron? What's his name? Uh, Tyron what? Tyler Smith. What you think Tyler Smith gonna do with them big boys? Nothing man? on his back. What you think he gonna do with a Fletcher clock? Fletcher old veteran Fletcher clock on his back. What he gonna do with them? You have to get better because teams around you are getting better. Shoot, the Washington Redskins got better. The Commanders, my boy. Oh, I'm sorry. The Commanders got better. I'm sorry. <laughs> yep. Teams around you are getting better. Yeah. The New York Giants added young up and coming pieces yep. to their defense. Mm-hmm. What did you do, Dallas? You passed on a potential game changer for you. You got Michael. D, can you realize what a Michael Parson and a Jermaine Johnson would have wreak havoc during the season? Don't forget about Demarcus Lawrence over there. Demarcus Lawrence, Jermaine Johnson, and Michael Michael Parsons. What does that sound like to you, D? Havoc. Terror. But no. But no. no. But no. No, 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 no. D, I'm really, I'm really, really bothered and disgusted by what the Cowboys were were able to do in this draft. They could have did much, much better. You know, I'm sure guys like Jerry Jones and, you know, other top execs on Saturday, you know, they watch college football. I mean, hell, Jerry Jones is an Arkansas alum. So I know he watches a lot of SEC I just want to know, when did Jerry have any time to watch Tulsa play a down? <laughs> Who watches Tulsa? Whoever came out of Tulsa? And Jerry think that Tyler Smith going to be the first one? Mm. 
So like I said, and we're moving on, I will be making my selection. I'll be a Chief, a Jag, a Bill, or a Bronco. Moving so forward. you put the Broncos on that too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm. I'm sick of this. I can't do this because them boys up there in Philly, them boys up there in Philly with this A-plus draft. Them boys took Jordan Davis with the first pick. Then they came around and took the big all-American center out of Nebraska, Cam Jurgens, at the second pick. Oh, and then oh, the Kobe Dean. They took the who Kobe Dean. On? Who, who got slept, slept on, on and faulted in the draft? And where did he end up? Philly. <laughs> now I got to deal with him. Oh, and by the way, AJ Brown got <laughs> traded there. They still got young Devontae Smith out there. Why? Why? The odds shifted today for the NFC East. Mm. It's a virtual pick'em between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Oh man, not a pick-em. virtual pick'em between the Eagles and the Cowboys right now. So yeah, I just want to take some time and really get my frustrations uh, off on the Dallas Cowboys horrid and putrid draft. Uh, a D minus draft as mm. what they were. Yeah, D minus is what they've been seeing uh, all around. All right, Black, let's dive back into the first round, man. It kind of stopped by a couple of these picks. Of course, at number two, the Detroit Lions took Aiden Hutchinson out of the University of Michigan. Kind of a no-brainer when the Jags didn't take Hutchinson. Quick question for you, Black. And I told my pops this earlier. Shout out, pops. I think Hutchinson in Jacksonville would have been a better situation for him than Hutchinson in Detroit. I think this could potentially have busts written all over it. Written all over it. Do you get a sense that him going home, playing for his hometown Lions, people say he could have a comparison to J.J. Watt. I don't see that. Mm-hmm. But can you see him underachieving and not producing enough in his hometown and possibly being labeled a bust in three years? You know what, D? I don't. Okay. I don't. I really believe that him being closer to home and from what it said, you know, the relationship he has with his family and you know, it, it looks like it could be a good thing. And you have to realize, we may laugh at the guy, but Matt Campbell is a really good coach. Even though Detroit was putrid, they competed every game. He keep them motivated. They took good teams into overtime games and lost to overtime. So it's a winning, it's, you're hoping that the winning ways come in Detroit, which I think they're going they're going to do. You got to realize Matt Campbell is a defensive guy, so I kind of believe that he's going to co- he's going to coach Aiden Hutchinson up. Mm-hmm. I believe they needed a piece like Aiden Hutchinson who can carry this D line. Not saying that they were bad; they just has they needed to get more talent in there, and that's what they did with Aiden Hutchinson. D. So I'm going to say he's not going to be a, bu- a bust. I think he'll be very productive for the Detroit Lions. I, I feel like he could go either way. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could be good. I feel like he could be an all pro. I feel like he could be a solid defensive player in the league. But I also see the other side of it. Okay. I, I, when you look at Aiden Hutchinson and you watch him on tape, and I keep bringing this up and I'm sorry, but I looked up his stats against when they played Ohio State and I love his stat line when they played Georgia. It's like he didn't play. But he didn't need to do much against Ohio State. But I'm was, just saying, though. That was a whitewash anyway. <laughs> you went up against superior talent, man, and you were a minimum contributor to your team. So, and then 
you know, he racked up all these tackles and got all these awards going against, you know, Wisconsin and Illinois and all these guys <laughs> here. I don't want to take away from the young man, but I think the jury is going to be out on him in two to three years because the J.J. Walker pair said, uh-uh, I'm not with that. Like, J.J. is a freak of nature. And when you look at him, him and J.J. don't look nothing alike. J.J. six foot five, six foot six, arms all the way down to the turf. And big and he's strong and he was quick, man. Mm-hmm. So I think Mr. Hudson got a tough act to follow. If that's what they're going to do. But I guess we'll see. All right, Black. Uh, probably my uh, perfect. So picks three and four. DBs, corners. Mm. The Houston Texans went with Derek Stingley Jr., corner out of LSU. That's done by homeboy there. And then the Jets went Sauce Gardner. DB mm-hmm. out of Cincinnati. Black, I thought Sauce was going to be the first corner take. Me as well. How surprised were you that Houston took Stingley over Sauce Walker? I'm not shocked, but I'm not shocked. Okay. Because we've been hearing about Stingley and what he can do, what he's going to be able to do at the next level. Shoot, I'm hate Trevor got to see him twice a year. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hate that we Stingley is is a dude. He he's is. one of the dudes. If if injuries and the lack of play at LSU his last year mm-hmm. would wouldn't have derailed him, he would have still been. He would have been the first corner hands down, mm-hmm. which he was still the first corner. But we seen uh, Amari Sauce Gardner. We seen what he was able to do. We got to see him a lot mm-hmm. at Cincinnati. Cincinnati was on the stage this year. Yeah, every would week. you say? Yeah, every every week. week they were on the stage, so you got to see a lot of them. But man, for me. The Jets won this. Yeah. And I know you're going to move forward, but I just want to say this. Look at the Jets. I don't know if you thought about this. They literally got the number one corner off the board. They literally got the number one receiver off the board and the number one running back off the board. Mm. When does that ever happen in the draft? I don't ever remember it happening. That is A-plus material with those three picks right there, D. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be able to come right in and and give your franchise a, a a boost on the football field. And don't forget them having Jermaine Johnson as well. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. the first four picks. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. potentially one of the best DNs in the draft. Mm-hmm. If it, who, regardless of who you, who you may be arguing with, he could potentially be the number one DN in this draft. Yeah, he. Yeah, of course. Right next to uh, Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, and yeah. then him. Yeah. It, shoot, it was times they were talking about it. could he move up into the top, top five. Yep, yep. But the the the, the Stingley and back to the Stingley and uh, Sauce Gardner uh, uh, conversation. I really don't think it's no it's it's a loser in this because they both got what they needed. They both got both of them got locked down corners. It's Houston preferred. They like Stingley. And it just was like, well, he was always the number one guy on our board. We was taking him regardless. Mm-hmm. But Houston just happened to pick in, pick in front of them. So mm-hmm. uh, I like the moves by both teams, but definitely these guys are going to have an impact as soon as they step on the field. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting uh, uh, little situation there with three and four. Yeah. Uh, it was reported that both teams was looking for a uh, defensive back. And I just like Sauce Walker, man. <laughs> I, I just really like him. You like you know, swag. I do. I like yeah. his swag. I like his energy. Yeah. But then when you see that tape of Stingley Dog, that's an animal there. Oh, he, yeah. He's an alpha male. Yes, he is. Like, it's nothing to discuss, man. Like, he's a legit alpha male. You could tell this guy will be the, he could potentially be the best player on the field every time he own it. Mm-hmm. That's I hate what you dealing I with. I hate we got to see him twice a year. Yeah, that's what you're dealing with. 
that's what you're dealing with, man. So uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, transition there between the Jets uh, and the um, the Texans. All right, the New York football Giants got a little better in the they NFL did. draft. <clears throat> they took Thibodeau uh, at five. Yeah, they took Thibodeau at five out of Oregon, and then they grabbed Evan Neal. I love that. They grabbed I Evan Neal. That. They needed it. He fell to him, and it fit perfectly. Uh, the Giants have been struggling, man. Bad. Very, very, very badly. They haven't brought in uh, uh, game-changing players in quite some time. Now that you can see they got two potential guys who can shift the uh, the energy, so to speak, with the fo- New York football giants, would you say they're going in the right direction now? I believe they're going in the right direction, but I don't. I I think once they we seeing them not picking up the option for Daniel Jones, that let that tell you that they're going to be in the market next year for uh, one of those quarter, quarter uh, right. Alabama, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Stroud, or either. Uh, What's the kid name from Alabama? I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. The mm-hmm. quarterback. Yeah, I can't think of. Oh uh, yeah, name. but they're going to be in the play for one of those guys in New York. So I think <clears throat> I think the pieces that they brought in is going to help them get forward. But we really won't be able to tell with the Giants until they get the quarterback in there that 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 they want. Because I don't think I don't think uh, Daniel Jones is the answer for them at quarterback. But definitely. Offensive lineman, you 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 got a big body to help protect your future quarterback, whoever that may be, mm-hmm. and then adding Thibodeau, who I think it was a little uh, overlooked in this draft as well because mm. the kid people always harp on the Pac-12. This kid's still a, a, a animal. In certain games we seen that he wasn't he wasn't there. We were like, where he where was he? But we seen that out of out of games out of Aiden Hutchinson and guys like that. So. I think they got a steal in uh, in taking uh, Thibodeau at five, but I think they're moving in the right direction. Once they get this quarterback situation uh, taken care of, I think uh, the Giants will be on their way. Yeah, I think the Giants started to go in the right direction. The quarterback situation is still it's still what it is. <laughs> I mean, if I'm them, I'm on the phone trying to see what's up with Baker Mayfield. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, so you wouldn't wait to next year. I mean, look to get I mean, your to get your franchise. Yeah, I mean, it's, it should be on the table to wait till next year. But I mean, this is the NFL. This is a win now league. Okay, this is a win now league. Now, unless the, fo- the New York Football Giants front office are just kind of locked down and hey, man, we just gonna ride it out. Okay, cool. But it's like, man, like Daniel Jones is gonna be bad this year. Mm-hmm. You wonder why he gonna be bad? Because he know the Giants don't want him. He just out there, and then Daniel Jones is going. Daniel Jones going to be a glorified backup after this year. Man, he'll be a glorified back. He won't start again. Top five pick. Yeah, he won't start again. That's their fault. <laughs> Taking him out of Duke. That's their fault. I don't got no love for the Giants like that anyway, man. So it is what it is, man. It is what it is. All right, we're going to blitz down a little bit because we got a lot more to get into. Some of the more notable picks um, in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, the three receivers going 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson at Ohio State. Chris Olave going at, coming at Ohio State. Jamison Wilson was at Ohio State and then with Alabama. Three trifecta, and it was a real dope picture, man, to see. Uh, the picture, all three of them in Buckeyes uniforms, and now they getting picked one, two, and three. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, in the draft, just a great moment for those guys for sure. We already mentioned Jordan Davis, uh, outstanding, massive defensive tackle out of Georgia, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's start right here with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens getting rid of Hollywood Brown, shipping him to Arizona. We're gonna go back to that after this, but then they, it's like Kyle Hamilton was made to be a Raven. <laughs> 
And he fell all the way to 14 When this man was potentially a top 10 pick Yeah Top 10 pick A lot of people had the Jets taking him at 4 or Over Sauce Gardner Over Sauce Gardner yeah. But they went the other way Black uh, The richer Rich get richer so to speak On the defensive side of the ball For the Ravens Hamilton now a Raven Yeah Um. I like the pick I, I think I had said in the draft That he was going I can't remember exactly why I said he was going But I didn't know it was going to be the Ravens mm-hmm. I Um I like this pick, and if you know one thing you know about Baltimore, they they love their good safeties. We've seen good safeties come from out of Baltimore, a la Ed Reed and guys like that. So, for me, this was a slam dunk pick. I love what they got. They got a steal in this draft. They got a steal getting him at fourteen, and um, him he's going to be a very he's going to be an impact player right away for the Baltimore Ravens on on the defensive side of the ball. The question is not going to be with their defense. The question is going to be on the offensive side of the ball. And for me, adding a player like Kyle Hamilton on the defensive side, you're locking things up to let people know this defense ain't changing. We're going to be around for a lot of more years with young pieces like this. Yeah, I was like, wow, the rich get richer Yeah, on that side of the ball. So, shout out to Kyle Hamilton uh, being a Baltimore Raven again, picked that uh, 14. All right, other notable um, – Moves in the first round. Traylon Burks, big body, outstanding mm. wide receiver from Arkansas, going to be replacing A.J. Brown, who was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, that's Look, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's garbage. So I don't know how much it's going to pay dividends, but I did gather this from the Tennessee Titans. They basically told A.J. Brown, like, you're not going to do this to us, man. You're not going to threaten to sit out of training camp and do all these things that they did get a big deal. We're going to see you on your way. Well, they came out and said the money. He said the money was too low. She said the money. They said yeah, that money was too low, so they wanted to make a move before they just losing for nothing. So I understand it. I understand. Yeah, I, it. I, I, I do too. Mm-hmm. But for him to go, you know, he was on Twitter talking. You know what I'm saying? He was on Twitter talking, and you know, in, in this day and age, all these players in the NFL, NBA, all they 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 feel like they got the control. Yeah. And the Tennessee Titans like we're not gonna play this game, mm-hmm. and that's why they shipped him out of town and got him to Philadelphia because he was devastated. Yeah. When that news came out, he didn't want to go to Philly. That one, no, yeah, I'm leaving. Going, no, that wasn't that. That wasn't that. He had his brain rocked. Ended mm-hmm. up being a Philadelphia uh, Eagle. So I think he'll well, fare better him too, there. Boy. They did they pay him. him. He'll fare more there. I think he will fare better out there in Philly. To be real with you, mm-hmm. but we'll so see. So you think Jalen Hurts will be a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill? I do. You do? Okay. I do. I think. I think Jalen Hurts' good days are. In Still front of him. him. Yeah. Okay, got right you. In front okay. Of him. Right All in front right. of him. All right, Black. Uh, very interesting to see f- see how you feel about this. Now, what's my man out of Liberty? The quarterback. Uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis. It was back and forth, back and forth. He's going to be a first-round pick. It was reports that the Steelers going to be interested in taking him in the first round. They did not. They went with Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. quarterback, out of Pitt. Black, what do you think about that pick? Big Ben's out of here. They brought in Trubisky, but now they got a young rookie quarterback. And Thomas says he could start day one. After looking at it, it makes sense. Yep. This is a kid that you've seen right across the street mm-hmm. every Saturday. Every Saturday. You got to see him. Mm-hmm. And you got to see him from his sophomore to his sophomore to his senior year. Mm-hmm. You got to see everything that this kid is capable of. Don't get me wrong, Malik Willis will be a good quarterback. I think Ryan Tannehill days as quarterback at the Tennessee Titans are numbered. 
with, them, with with them getting uh, Malik Willis, but I feel like Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, Mike Tomlin they made the right choice. Mm-hmm. They they're bringing in somebody they're already familiar with. They know that how they. Uh, I'm pretty sure the offensive coordinator is going to be able to know how to use them because they've been able to see him for three years. Mm-hmm. Mike Tomlin had his eye on his kid for three years. And even if he didn't want to shoot, all he had to do was look out next door and be like, "Man, look at this kid, man. Mm-hmm. Look at right out of his office and man, look at what this kid doing." Mm-hmm. On y'all field, on y'all home field. Mm-hmm. So I love the pick by um, I love the pick by Pittsburgh taking Pickett. I believe Pickett. I believe people looking down on Pickett saying that he won't be what Ben Ben Roethlisberger was. Can't y'all say just gotta stop this man. Yeah. No matter what the kid did, the kid balled out. He did. Even when he was losing, he balled out. When he ACC Player of the Year. Look, it, this goes to tell you. Look at. Look at the landscape now. He's he's left, and then his best receiver said, "Oh man, he, Pickett gone. I'm finna go to USC. I'm leaving." You think you think their best receiver would have left if Pickett was coming back? Mm-mm. No, it's the reason why they're leaving because mm-hmm. they're not going to have the, the same quarterback. Correct. So I love this pick. I love this pick by Pittsburgh. I think picking Pickett in that division with Deshaun, if he does become the starter with Deshaun, him, Lamar, Lamar and um. And uh, Joe Burrow, I think this could potentially be something. We already know what the Pittsburgh Steelers is. Smash mouth. We know they're going to run the ball a lot. And they're going to allow Pickett, who still has two young weapons on the outside. Mm -hmm. Claypool and Johnson. And then you got Najee in the back. And you know that defense is going to be that defense. So I'm 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 expecting Mm -hmm. the the Steelers to stay packed and play good football, D. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I, I, I didn't expect Pickett's name to be called there. But mm-hmm. I like the move. Mm-hmm. I think Kenny Pickett gonna ball, man. You think? Okay. I think he gonna ball. I mean, if you watch him his senior year at Pitt, man, he was very, very mature in his play. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a he was not gonna be taken down easy. Big deep, uh, big throw of the uh, deep ball. I mean, I just think he could be molded in Pittsburgh. He has the right coach, potentially the best coach in in the NFL, getting him to getting him prepared. How many players you see come through Pittsburgh and not successful? Hmm. You not don't see many. many. Not many. You don't see many. And I think he's gonna be another product of that. I think if he could have went anywhere else, I probably would have been scratching my head. Mm-hmm. But he's going to Pittsburgh. He knows the area. He knows that stadium. And now he has probably the best coach in the NFL coaching him up every week. I like the move, That's man. A slam I thought dunk. it was solid. It's a slam I dunk. thought it was solid. All right, man. Let's wrap up the first round. The Green Bay Packers did not go wide receiver at all in the first round. Hey, let me. You know what? Let's stop Uh-oh. there for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know. I- let me Uh-oh. just let me say something, man. Sure. The pit, the 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 Green the Green Bay Packers had all the leverage in this draft. You got two picks in the first round, and you lost your best receiver to the Oakland Raiders. So you was the package up two first round picks, and you telling me that you weren't able to move up and take the receiver that you wanted? Anyone? These guys' three first picks were defensive players. No, the first two players were defensive players. And then you take this. I'm not saying he's not a bad receiver. This nice receiver out of North Dakota. But now, because you've had success with getting receivers in the second round, you feel like you had the chance where you could sit back and wait and get this Watson guy from out of North Dakota when you could have had a Traylon Burke, when you could have had an old Levy, when you could have had um, Jamison Williams. Uh, Jamison Williams, one of these guys. And you had the ammunition because you got two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. I don't understand this with Green Bay. Get 
if 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 Aaron Rodgers is the guy and is going to continue to be the guy in Green Bay, get him a receiver that you know going to come in and produce for him. Now I'm not saying this receiver won't work, but get me a get me a dog, D. Give me a Go guy. Go get me a guy. Give me a guy. Go get me a Olivi. I believe Olivi gonna ball in New Orleans with Jameis. Mm-hmm. I believe he gonna ball. Mm-hmm. Him and him and Mike Thomas. Oh come on, man. If Mike Thomas can get back on the field, we know what Mike Thomas can be. That's that's a match made in heaven right there for Olivi to land in uh, New Orleans. But you have to get if you lose star players like you lost in Devontae Adams, you have to come back and counter that. What one of these good, one of the good guys, one of the top guys in the draft, and they failed to do that DMI, and that's and that's that's not a good look for me. That's not a good look for me. I think they dropped the ball on not getting one of these top receivers in this draft. Yeah, I agree. Well said, Black. Uh, what do you think about the video of Sean McVay and uh, the general manager for the Rams laughing at the New New England Patriots first round pick, Cole Strange, my boy, uh, offensive guard. Out of Chattanooga, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just know not to question what Bill Belichick doing because we didn't see him take diamonds in the rough and they become something. Time so, and time again, time and time again. So I, I didn't, I didn't think it was funny. I, I guess they clowning because they just having the kick at it. Yeah, they just won the Super Bowl. I guess they want something to clown at. But I wouldn't question what Bill Belichick doing. It's obviously something he see from out the man that he can utilize on the football field. Yeah, uh, I found it <laughs> hilarious, actually. Uh, they came out and said that they weren't laughing at Belichick. They oh, were man. laughing at something else. It was just the timing, I guess, of the pick and what they were actually doing. And he was like, like uh, what McVeigh said, no, we were we didn't even see the Patriots pick. You know, when they say they were talking about something else in-house in Los Angeles. But, you know, I just found that to be a little bit entertaining. Yeah. And I wonder if the Bills, I mean, I wonder if the Patriots and the Rams going to play this year. And uh, see if they get them boys a uh, opportunity to see if they be laughing at the end of that game, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, so to end to round out the first round of the draft, um, the Minnesota Vikings pick thirty second overall, and they stay getting safeties, man. Yeah, they always Lewis sign out of Georgia ends up being the last pick in the first round. They stay with a great safety back there or some type of a great defensive player uh, back there to cap out their first round. So Black, who did you? Excuse me. Who did you think won the draft? Give me one team that you feel like could potentially say, "Hey, yeah, we won this draft." Uh, it's 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 two for me. It's two teams for me. It's definitely number one, no doubt about it. It's the New York Jets. When you get uh ones across the board, potentially ones across the board, you win the draft. I mean, that's impact automatically on your football field. And then for me, uh, and I'm probably sure you're going to agree. Uh, the Philadelphia uh, the Philadelphia Eagles got better. They got better. They they went with positions that they needed because you don't don't know how much more you're going to get out of Fletcher Cox. So you get you get your boy from out of Georgia uh, there to be able to carry that for the next few for the next years here coming up, and to be able to get get the trade with getting AJ Brown and then adding the Kobe Dean. Who would I would let me. I was so shocked, D. I'm about to speak on that. Buckets Award winner. But y'all concerned about this man, Peck? This man played with it all year and won the Buckets Award. Led his team to a national championship. The leader of the Georgia Bulldogs defense. The leader. Mm -hmm. Y'all let this man fall. And I feel, and I hate to say it, D, he gonna make people pay. 
I know who he. I know he gonna make people pay. Big chip. He's potentially the steal of the draft. Yep. For him to fall, and you gotta think, this man was at the draft, and not to go in the first round or the second round. He was there. He was there. I think the NFL has to. They gotta look at things. Things are different. And when it comes, I understand injury. D. It happens. But you can't judge these players on what happens to them in college football. Things happen. Things happen. Another one for me was Matt Corral. Matt Corral, if he wouldn't have got hurt when he got hurt, he could potentially have been the first quarterback off off the board that went out. Mm-hmm. But he got hurt, so they, oh, no, nah, we can't. NFL, you have to stop. These guys will recover from these injuries and become something. The Kobe, the Kobe Dean is going to recover from that pack. Or whatever injury it was with his arm that he had. He's going to recover from that. And he's going to let y'all know y'all made the biggest mistake of y'all life passing on me. So these guys, these scouts and everything, they need to change their way of thinking when it comes to looking at these guys with injury. Another guy, another still that we talked about, uh, the guy from, the guy from uh, Michigan, the DN, the other DN mm-hmm. who tore his Achilles. He was a baller right along with Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. 11, almost 12, almost 12 sacks he had last year. Who got him? Baltimore. He went to Baltimore. You don't think he gonna recover from the Achilles mm-hmm. and ball out in Baltimore? Come on, man. They have to change their way of thinking when they're looking at these kids. Injuries happens. That's the name of the game. We see it more in, in the NFL football than any other sport. So the way of looking at these kids saying, oh, they may not be able to work because they injured, that sucks, D. The NFL and these scouting, these scouts have to stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, Jameson Williams went. Like, he got hurt. He told his ACL. They, he, they took him, man, and them a 12 or 11 overall. I just want to speak on the Kobe Dean right quick. This is one of the most bullheaded, dumbest things I've ever seen in draft history. The leader of the best team in the nation, the leader of potentially the greatest defense of all time. Stat-wise, they are the greatest defense of all time. And a rumor of his pet coming out the night before the draft led him to fall out of the first round all the way to the end of the third that's bizarre to me. Did y'all not watch this tape? Mm. Whoever was the leader of that Georgia defense should have been taken in the first round, hands down. Hands down. And you a peck issue? Did y'all not watch this kid? Did y'all not say, oh, he was he's a little undersized. So? <laughs> okay. Sideline to sideline, one of the fastest. One of the leading tacklers. Ferocious. Captain, leader, and he fell to the Philadelphia Eagles, and now I got to deal with him. <laughs> I thought the Steelers mm. was gonna take him in the second round. Mm. That's what I thought. I said, "Oh, he's gonna be a Steeler or Raven in the second round." But he he went to Philly. I don't I don't I don't understand that. And then you talk to Kobe Dean, you feel so bad for him. He they, he's talking uh, after the uh, when he got picked, and he was like. I just don't understand. Like, I, I, my, my peck is fine. He said, I'm not compromised. Like, he's sitting here saying, like, I had injuries. And who don't? Who didn't have injuries? But he said, that's fine. He just shook his head. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Creating the biggest chip on the shoulders of anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yes, it is. Just ridiculous, man. Just ridiculous. So, back to who I thought won the draft. Um, man, the, the Jets, man. <laughs> The Jets, Philly did a lot. They didn't draft A.J. Brown, but they acquired him on draft night. But I'm just going to go to Jets. I just think the Jets just got it done. Look what they acquired. Mm. The number one player in three different positions. Oh, and you brought in uh, 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 Jermaine Johnson. 
Oh, yeah, he's there, too. And if you look at the Jets, they played hard for uh, Sahila last year. They did. They played hard. The question is going to be, can Wilson take the next step? Mm -hmm. That's going to be the thing. And the Jets acquire all this while trying to get Debo Samuels out of San Francisco. Oh, man. (laughs) So with with them not grabbing Debo, they acquire the best receiver in the draft. So the Jets won a draft for me. I thought, like we talked about earlier, the, the Jags had a great draft. I thought the Giants had a great draft. Um, uh, what's the Philly. other team? Philly had a great Baltimore. draft. Baltimore. I mean, some teams really came up, and you had some teams just go down the toilet bowl. In the front of the line was the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys in the front line of the toilet bowl. So, um, so yeah, all in all, man, the NFL draft. This was a this was a football fan's draft. Mm-hmm. No superstars in this draft. Whoever comes out to be considered the best player out of this draft, they're going to earn it. They're going to work for it because this is just one of those drafts, man, where you just didn't have that guy. Now, next year, that changes. That changes. <laughs> next year, that changes. You're going to have some very marquee franchise-changing players uh, coming out right away at the college Back to the level. quarterbacks at the top, my boy. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's <laughs> definitely uh gonna take place. And I was like, wow, the Jags get the number one pick, man, this year. But you can't be too salty because you got Lawrence last year. Mm-hmm. So you just gotta hope that Trayvon Walker come in and contribute right away uh to an improving uh Jaguars defense. All right, Black. Any final remarks on the draft before we move forward? Uh, no, man. No, man. Just excited about everything that happened in this draft. This draft was. Very entertaining, and, and some of you had some wows, and be like, "Oh, okay, that's good." You know, you know how the draft give you that, uh, mm-hmm. that it give you that buzz that you be looking for, and I think we got that. It wasn't star studded, but a really good, good players, and I'm hoping can s- see what they can do on the NFL level. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to seeing what these kids can do. All right, we're going to transition over to the National Basketball Association. We're going to talk a little NBA playoff basketball. Yeah. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. All right, Black, let's tap back into the NBA playoffs. Me and Black are recording on this Monday. It's around 7 o'clock. Get ready for game one down in South Beach. The Philadelphia 76ers take on the Miami Heat uh, uh, tonight and then followed by that, which the game I'm looking forward to the most on this slate, game one in Phoenix, Mavs, Suns, which I think is going to be a very entertaining uh, series. Um, Looking forward to seeing that. But before we get to tonight's games, Black, let's go back to yesterday. The series kicked off uh, in Boston, all right? The reigning, defending NBA world champions led by the best player in the league, Giannis Antetokounmpo. They went down to Boston. And they took care of that business, handing the Boston Celtics their first loss in these NBA playoffs. Black, I'm going to go ahead and let you give your thoughts on yesterday's game, and then I'm going to remind um, not all of our <laughs> listeners, but a certain few of people 
the things that I have been telling you since game four of last year's NBA Finals? Uh, for me, man, um, this series, <laughs> I thought, I, I think it's still going to be very competitive series. Don't get me wrong. It's potential. I think it could be. But, man, it's just, it's nothing that you could do with Giannis. And everybody was talking about, oh, we always talk about, oh, man, not having Chris Middleton. That could be a problem with playing against Boston. Giannis is starting to show up that part of, of the part of who he is and the basketball player that he is. It don't matter who's on his team or who's on the floor, a la what LeBron James could do. It don't matter who's on the floor with him. He's going to continue to be the best player on the floor and guide his team to winning. That's what we're seeing from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Once again, I'm looking, I'm like, man, like, it's literally, we were just talking about how the Boston Celtics disrupted Kevin Durant, but they this they trying to throw the same bodies at Giannis and it don't mean anything. Jason Tatum, boom, get out the way, he on the ground. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Brown, boom, get out the way, he on the ground. Then you take the guy Williams, oh man, he can't do nothing with him. You don't know what, Giannis might average 40 in this series, man. He might average 40. He Perk said it well. Perk said you're seeing, you're starting to see that effect where when he's on the floor, you just know they're going to win. You just know they're going to win. And he's going to do what he has to do to put his team on the over the hump. And man, just to see that from Giannis, you'd be like, that ought to remind people and let you know that this kid is taking the next step into superstardom. Cause that's what he is. We're seeing it once again. I don't think it's no one in it's no one in the East can beat him. It's no one in the East that can beat him. They can probably challenge, but they won't be able to beat him. Because getting a taste of that championship and winning it, and everything he had to go through, also being hurt and winning it, that I'm pretty sure his mind's like I'm not going to be denied, and that's what Giannis is doing. He has the mindset I'm not going to be the be denied I'm going to continue to do what I do best regardless of what people think regardless of how sexy it don't look I'm going to continue to be dominant in the paint I'm going to dunk on you every single time and you're going to not not going to be able to do anything about it so what I'm seeing from MD I think it's still going to be a nip and tuck series could potentially go six or seven but Giannis it will not be denied. He's he's by far always going to be the best player on the basketball court. I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all since game four of the NBA Finals last year. Game four or game five. I think it was game five I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all. When that man came off that rim, when LeBron was sitting front row, caught that putback and swung back around that rim and landed on his feet and stared at that camera, I was scared to death. And not only was I scared to death, the rest of the NBA was scared to death. This is why I picked them to go back to back. This is why I picked them to go uh, for Giannis to get Finals MVP once again. The Brooklyn Nets versus the Boston Celtics is not what you're getting with the Milwaukee Bucks. I told you Giannis was the best player in this league. It ain't Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant can only provide you so much. Giannis can provide you that and then some. On both sides of the floor, the Bucks are bigger. 
They're stronger, they're longer, and they legit have an unstoppable force on their team. No disrespect to KD's talents, but he ain't the freak. This brother is taking souls. <laughs> Jason Tatum came in there with all that sweet dribbling, going up for a floater, and Giannis said, boy, get that out of here. Jalen Brown come down, putting his back to uh, Giannis, thinking he finna do a fadeaway. Boy, get that out of here. Drew Holiday locked up Smart. Smart was mm. like, bro, I don't know what's going on. Now my, my quad, my quad. Oh, man. <laughs> Drew Holiday gave you 25. Brooke Lopez, Bobby Poison boys controlling the rim. You ain't getting nothing. Grayson Allen and Covington out there locking up the perimeter. Mm. I seen it the whole game. They imposed This is the this is legit. This this team is legit. Everybody been saying Phoenix been the best team, top to bottom all year this year, and I'm not gonna take that away from Phoenix. They've been the best team in the league, top to bottom. Just you watch them play. They look like the better team. But in this round of basketball, mm. the Bucks are the best team. Chris Middleton, Chris Middleton can relax, get healthy, get healthy. Because they're going to need him more versus Miami than they need him against Boston mm -hmm. if Miami was to prevail. Y'all just not playing with y'all. He's not. The, it's, look, it's only two teams that I can see who can beat the Bucks in seven. And the, both of those teams are in the West. Can Phoenix get it together and get back to the finals and really try to get some get back? I, I, they can. They can. They got the talent. And then you got them light-skinned brothers out there in Golden State who got chips. And Draymond ain't scared of nothing. Now, Draymond can't do nothing with Giannis, but he ain't scared. Mm -hmm. And that can be key. Mm -hmm. But he's going to win it again. And this time... Y'all understand because the Boston Celtics, who everybody all of a sudden picked to win the championship after beating the Nets, <laughs> he beat them by 15. And guess what? He didn't even have his best game. He did 24 points. <laughs> he had a triple double and didn't have his best game offensively. The Boston Celtics in trouble. Mmm. You what kind to, of trouble? You want me to tell you what kind of trouble? <laughs> if they don't win tomorrow night in Boston, Bucks in five. And they wait on Philly and 76ers. They get in their groove. The Bucks is the only team in the first round of the playoffs. The only team who handled business. They blew out the Bulls and they four wins by 20 or more. 20 or more. It took the Rosen to go off for 50 to get one win against the Milwaukee Bucks. He had to get 50. And they barely won. I'm going to say it again and we're going to move on. If you're in the Eastern Conference and you want to get a championship or get a chance to go to the finals, leave. Go to the West. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to say this and it's going to be loud what I'm about to say. The stranglehold LeBron had on the East, we finna see it again. Mm. Giannis finna have a chokehold on the Eastern Conference. So if you want to go to the finals, you need to go West. Because I told y'all, long as Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Joel Embiid, James Harden, long as those guys are in the East, they're not going to the NBA Finals. Mm. They're not going. It's going to have to take a team built to get Giannis out of here. 
Because that brother there, he for real. And he letting us know every time he play. Y'all don't want to mention me and my team throughout the regular season? Y'all don't want to mention me in the MVP conversation? Okay. Okay. I might not can't get the regular season MVP, but I'm going to go grab that finals MVP. And that's the one that matters the most. Y'all know it just like I know it. Bucks and five. (laughs) All right. Let's move along to yesterday's game. Uh, Game of the day. Obviously, it was only two games yesterday. The number two seeded young boy Grizzlies against the OG championship Golden State Warriors. Black, what a game. What a game, man. These two teams really put on a spectacular show. Warriors getting a win 117 to 116. Still a home court in game one. Draymond Green is thrown out. And I, I, let me start with that. <laughs> personally, I like Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Just personally, I like him. I like guys who are rough riders, don't give a damn, nasty attitudes. I just like those types of guys. I do. But I'm not a fan of this, Draymond. You pulling this kid out the air, like that's Bush League. And then you acting like a jackass leaving out before you. Look, what was that? You a world champion. You doing all this hooting and hollering, bro. You done. They threw you out. Leave. You already hurt your team. You've already cost your team one championship back in 2016. Don't cost them another one because of your antics. I don't like this. And then Draymond, if you just so happen to hear this, be better, dog. Play hard, be vicious, have tenacity, do all those things. But you could have really hurt that kid. Mm. So now we're not talking playoff basketball. We're talking you being a just out of control Bush League player. And if I'm in the front office of the Golden State Warriors, the time is ticking on Draymond. Because mm. how much longer can you put up with this? You got a kid in Jordan Poole. Y'all going to have to pay. He not finna sign no 80 year. This ain't no Taylor Horton Thornton type dude. He not finna get no 40 million. This brother finna get 100 million or more for this doing this in the playoffs. If I'm the Warriors, I'm making the key decision. You gonna keep Poole and pay him? You gonna cut Draymond or trade him and keep Poole? One of them, can't, both of them can't stay because you gotta keep Clay. Clay and Steph gonna be together forever. Yeah. <clears throat> all in all, great game. Shout out Steph Curry for that defensive stand on John Morant. John Morant, you ain't that boy yet. Mm. You ain't. You blew a layup that you should have made. And then I got people saying, oh, the angle of the A layup was kind of tough. He's an NBA player. They make tough shots. You do all this hooting and hollering on Twitter. You doing the gritty and all that. Hit a layup, dog. You win 118, 117. And then, when it was one-on-one, you told Steph Curry he couldn't guard you in the first quarter. He locked you up and blocked you. And Steph let it be known. It ain't going down like that. You want to talk? Talk about that. Shout out Steph Curry. I'm very uneasy with the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't like their attitude. I'm fans of theirs. I just don't like how Jaw the leader, the way Jaw leads, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. Black, what are your thoughts on yesterday with the Wars and the Grizzlies? Yeah, for me, this series, I believe the writing's on the wall. Huh. I believe the writing's on the wall because I just, you look at it, don't get me wrong, the, the Grizzlies are a good basketball team, but the Warriors are better. Champions. 
They know what it takes. Clay, uh, Clay Thompson, big balls, my boy. Big shots. He's been doing it since he's been there. Mm-hmm. That's the difference when you're playing the Timberwolves and the Warriors. You got players who can make big time shots, come up with big time plays, big big time defensive stands, like you said with uh, Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. John Morant, we just need you to tone it down. If you have any chance of beating the Warriors, which I don't think you do, you have to be a leader. I understand you're still young, so I understand it. But it's a time when you these ain't times when you need to be playing, bruh. We don't play in the playoffs. Playing get you sent home. Playing get you sent home. Sent home. Draymond, I have to agree with you 100%. Draymond, you got to be better. I was loving what you was doing to this point. Yes. I love the energy we was getting. I was already on on notice on record saying that this thing is driven by you defensively. It is. But you can't do nasty things like this. Not like that, man. And I like the way the young man responded. He said, well, Draymond known for doing nasty shit like this. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So, Draymond, you got to be a little better. You don't want to cost your team a game because if you cost the team a game, you don't know what type of confidence that'll give the young Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. I believe the best bet is for the Warriors to get the, the Memphis Grizzlies up out of here. Don't lay around with them. Don't lay around and play with these boys because young players, and that's what Memphis has, a group of young players. The more they win, the more confidence they're going to yes. start building. Yes. Yes. D, I believe the series will be over in five games. Wow. I believe the series will be over in five games because there's nothing you can do with Clay. There's nothing you can do with Curry. And then I believe Draymond will get his act together and drive this thing defensively. And like you said, the X Factor in this series who will not be stopped at all in one game is Jordan Poole. My God. So what do you do? What do you do? We was already... Question what the Warriors are going to do. The series against Denver should have let you know these these boys still ain't playing. They not, bro. And they finna let you know against Memphis they ain't playing. Yeah. And I think whatever the Suns do, if they get past Dallas, they need to recognize, oh, them brothers got, they got something we ain't got, so I know they ain't finna play. They got three of them. They got three of them things that we ain't got. Some we gotta we gotta put some respect. We've been saying we don't know, but we gotta put some respect on the D because they know what it takes. Yeah, they here. They here. The Memphis Grizzlies, you said this in the last year, they don't know what it takes. They don't they was playing the Minnesota Timberwolves who don't know what it takes either. Mm-hmm. You just you just happen to be the better team. Mm-hmm. But the Golden State Warriors, they know what it takes. Been there, done that. Been there, done The that. Warriors win this series in five games, D. Wow. I, I was leaning towards five, uh, but I'm going to stick with six. I'm, I'm going to stick with six. I'm going to say the Warriors, they win in six. I think Memphis come back and get this game in game two. I just think Draymond, man, I wonder what those conversations were, were like. I think Draymond putting on the front, like he's currently right now on TNT doing an uh, interview with the guys at TNT. I wouldn't be doing no interviews. You know, I know he's contractually obligated to TNT because he basically worked for him. But at the same time, it's like, man, Draymond need to get back focused. Because like I said, he done cost his team a championship already. I believe, this is just my belief. I believe if Draymond is available in game five back in Golden State, when they played the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think LeBron them don't come back. Mm. If Draymond was available. Okay. Because do you know what that does to a team? When you're at home trying to close out a championship, Bron and Kyrie just came out 40 pieces. And you need to anchor your defense and he not there and you got Andrew Bogut in the middle? <laughs> what what do you think 
they did to Clay? What do you think they did to Steph? The ankle, what you need, is not there. Brandon went out for 40 again. And that changed the series. So after that, after that. It didn't matter that, him by him being on the it court. It didn't matter. When he, he came back game the six, confidence. I that said confidence. that. When he came back game six, I'm like, oh, it's over. <laughs> LeBron is going to go get that, and they got it. Mm-hmm. So Draymond, keep it together, because to be real with you, this might be your last time around a track with him. Mm. Might be. So we'll see. All right, Black, moving on to tonight's games. Like, like I said, we're recording on this Monday. We're getting ready for Heat and 76ers. They should be tipping off any minute now. Black, Joel Embiid <clears throat> suffered a concussion and an orbital fracture in his eye. The good news is that he'll be out the first two games. He clears concussion protocol. He could be available as early as Saturday for game three back in Philly. Going into this series, I want to know what your pick was before Embiid's injury. Did you have Philly beating Miami? I didn't. How many games before the injury? Six. Where are you now that Embiid will miss the first two games? I'm just going to stay packed and stay six. Heat and six. Why did why Embiid just can't stay clean, man? He took a shot. He took a shot to the face. I'm just saying, like, I'm doing the play. It's always something in the playoffs every year. Always. Some type of injury. He just can't stay clean, D. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, it's not like he's battling in big bodies down. It's not that. You the biggest thing on the court. It's it's not many going to be bigger than you Mm -hmm. or you have to battle with. And I just hate that he got to continue to get hurt. It's a potential when this when this thing come back to Philly, they could be down 2-0. And who just say they'll be able to regroup if he get back on the court at 70-80%? I had picked Miami to win this series already in like six or seven games because I just I seen something against Atlanta. I'm and then I seen the struggles of Philly also against Toronto. Mm-hmm. And the games that they struggled in. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we know what Miami is. Mm-hmm. And we seen them play and play at their best when their two star players weren't on the floor. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. And they're gonna they now they have they have the benefit of they got players who can make shots. That kid number 31, I don't know his name, but he be making big time shots for them. Mm-hmm. He's a starter. And then you got Hero. And then you uh oh, we had a signing by from um What's my guy name who used to play for the Pacers who play for them now? Victor Oladipo. Uh oh, just deciding to Victor Oladipo here all of a sudden. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. I'm just saying, Miami. Miami ain't playing. Miami is not playing. I expected. I expected D to be a showdown with them in Milwaukee. I got them beating Philly in six games. Yeah, beforehand I had Miami in seven. Uh, beforehand because I just thought Embiid would give Bam out of value all he can handle and then some. Um, Bam is a very good player, but he ain't Embiid, he ain't Jokic, he ain't Giannis. And those three guys are kind of on the same playing field when you get inside of the paint. You can't stop them because of their skill and just what they provide. But oh, with Embiid being out, man, this thing could get ugly. Mm. This thing could get ugly. I mean, the Miami Heat could absolutely eviscerate the 76ers in these first two games in South Beach. James Harden can't do it himself. Oh, that ship has sailed. <laughs> That ship has sailed. <laughs> now, the one thing Philly does have riding on them, you got Maxi, you got Thibel, you got Tobias, and you got James Harden. 
those four players, they can give you enough together offensively to get you a win in South Beach. Mm-hmm. If they clicking and they hitting shots and they getting high percentage and playing smart and Doc Rivers kind of gets this lineup right, they can steal a game in Miami. Yeah. They can. And do you think with Dabolt not being able to play in those games in Toronto, that'll kind of give him a help knowing that he'll be able to play in all the games yeah, yeah, in this but, series yeah, yeah, because Miami? Yeah, because the breakup where he couldn't play at all in Toronto, that messed up the flow. Okay, that mess of the floor. Well, he ain't got that. He ain't got to worry about that no more going forward. So you think that has something to do with the slip over them losing the two games that I they do. lost? I do because the lineup changes and he couldn't play. But I'm gonna say this, and I've been a James Harden supporter for quite some time. The brother make two hundred and twenty five million dollars. We need mm. to see something. We need to see something. These two games in Miami without Embiid, we gonna know if he's still top ten or now he's top twenty five. Mm. We gonna know If he gets another Big contract After these first two games And after, if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers If James Harden Pisses the bed In Miami And we get our brains Beat in Brother we can't Give you that bread We can't give you That 200 that you Looking for He trying to get him One more big contract These are the two games He gonna have to show up for Without Joel and B This is why we brought you here Your hamstring Don't hurt no more dog <laughs> Your hamstring don't hurt no more. You still a young player in this league. Now, you done played a lot of minutes and scored a lot of points. But it's 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 time. James Harden has not had a statement in this league in quite some time. He hasn't. So, I'm very eager to watch how he performs in games one and games two without Embiid. Hopefully, they can get Embiid back in game three, which I think is Saturday. And then we'll see what goes on there. Because what well, we are... Uh... Only one day off now, right? Yeah, one in day between off. games. One day off in between games until okay. we get to the finals. All right. Okay. All right, Black man. Um, intrigued, very intrigued. Yeah, by I this really want to hear your take on this. Dallas Mavs, the okay. fourth seed in the Western Conference, taking on the number one seeded Phoenix Suns. Game one tonight. I will not miss a dribble of this. Uh, t- ten o'clock on TNT. <sighs> All year long. We've been talking about the Dallas Mavericks, just their team. Mm-hmm. And I think it took you a while to come around to what I was saying uh-huh. about the pieces that are now around Luka. You did. <laughs> Utah is not a bad team. They're not. Utah has a lot of key good pieces. And on paper, they should have beat the Dallas Mavericks in five or six games. Luka didn't play the first two Two three, games? Three games. I think it was the first three. No, he didn't play the Luka first three. Luka did not play. He didn't. And the Mavs were still up two to one. They were. Still up two to one. They won this series in six games. Luka is all the way back. I'm intrigued by this matchup because no one that plays for the Phoenix Suns can guard Dockage. No one. No one. No one. Not even the defensive candidate. This is where Phil. No. This is Mikael Bridges. No. This is where the matchup gets very interesting and why this this series is going to go seven. Chris Paul can't guard Donkage. He's the point guard. Mm -hmm. Chris Paul going to have to deal with, what's his name, Brunson? Yeah, they probably put him on Brunson. They going to make a switch, D. I know, but listen to me. Brunson been killing. <laughs> I ain't saying Chris Paul won't be able to have his moments against Brunson, but that's a little pit bull, man. He is. He is. He gonna make his impact on the 40 Chris piece Paul. on uh, 
on on jazz. He gonna talk. make his he gonna make his money on Chris Paul this series, bro. And then what do you do with Dunkage? The guard matchup. Brunson and Dockage versus Book and Chris Paul is super intriguing to me. Any word on Tim Hardaway Jr.? They say he's probable. He could return. You got Finney Smith. You got no. Spencer Dinwiddie on the perimeter. <coughs> Brandon Ingram gave them boys everything. Do you think Book 100%? He better be. He going to have to be a good He going to have to be to beat these boys. You ready? No, you ain't. You ready? <laughs> no, you ain't. You ready? I'm taking the Dallas Mavericks, man. No, you ain't, D. I'm taking the Dallas Mavericks in seven games. You're not. I am. I'm taking the Dallas Mavericks in seven games to upset the Phoenix Suns. I'm taking the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic and this group of rough riders who are so skilled on the perimeter and their guard play is tough and down inside, there's really no advantage there. They can't do no can way. DeAndre, listen, they can't do what can DeAndre, I know, can DeAndre Ayton take it over? That's going to be the key. You don't think he can? No. I don't think he can. He gonna have to be in B like and Jokic like down there. I'm talking about averaging thirty, because everything else that's gonna be happening on the perimeter and back there with the guards, that thing gonna be holy war. <laughs> it's gonna be holy war. And Doncic late. I think they need Tim Hardaway Jr. I don't know, man. Spencer did with it. Average twenty. He did. I'm the one that told you that he was gonna be an X factor. Against the Jazz. DeAndre ain't gonna have to show me, dog. I'll change my pick right after game one if DeAndre ain't say, hey, bro, y'all cool. I'm gonna dominate this paint. Can McCam Bridges go two ways, man? Can he average 25 or 20 and still try to do all he can with Dockage? Who the better coach? Kid or the, your boy? <laughs> this is a great coaching matchup. It is. And I'm not gonna pick. It because is. both of these guys are they do well at what they do. So we know this one thing we do know. I'm not putting this man on the same level as D Book, but Vinny Smith is tough. He tough. Do you think that matchup could play key? Defensively, because yes. we yes. know what Vinny is defensively. Vinny Smith can but he defend. can make big time shots and too. He- the matchups are just not favorable. Put it like this. Do we see Book getting loose and getting busy on the Mavericks? He's going to have to, dog. I think this is a series is going to be on Book and Aiton. So you think Chris Paul don't play a... I, of course he plays a role, but Chris Paul was needed versus the Pelicans. And he delivered. He mm-hmm. over-delivered. I think Book going to have to show his hands in this series. Okay. Because Dockage, he don't care nothing about none of this. Mm-hmm. He coming to hoop for real, for real. And his team, that's a good group in Dallas. They believe in each other. Chris Paul is doing a fantastic job. Luka is now facilitating the offense. I think the one thing that's scary for me with it, D, is that when these guys came to when these guys came together when um Luka wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave another boost of confidence, like we able to do some things with Luca, and not having Luca back, we got it figured out. Yes. 
We kind of got it figured they out. Riding the because wave, you man. seen, you know, outside of that game that the Jazz did get when Luca got back. And that was a close Because game. they needed that game. That was a close game. The Jazz really needed that game or they would have got five. five. Yeah. But to see the games that Luca played in, and especially how he closed the Jazz out, you have to you have to think like this could potentially be a problem for Phoenix, and Phoenix gonna have to show their full hand early. Usually we we didn't see Phoenix. I don't feel like we seen Phoenix full hand until they played the Bucks in the finals, and they didn't win it. They weren't able to win it. I don't think they had to show it against the. They didn't have to show it against the Lakers. They didn't have to show it last year. They didn't have to show it against the Lakers in the first round. They didn't have to show it against uh the Clippers at all. So I they, think they did have to show it against the Clippers in the Western Conference so? Finals. It only yeah. went six. It only went six. Cause cause Chris Paul made sure it didn't get back to L uh L A. Uh huh. So I mean, against Denver, they beat the hell out of. Well, Denver. they won it in L A. They won it in L A. Yeah, I'm saying to make sure they six. didn't get back for a game seven because yeah. Paul George was going off. He was. He, he was, was going off. That was a very competitive Western Conference Finals. I think. I think you referring to the Denver series and they beat him in five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they walked all over Denver. Yeah, the I forgot round. about Denver. I'm sorry. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. Well, they didn't have to show their hands against the Lakers, and then but this is the second round. You see uh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, but look, and, man, and and, and and for you to pick Dallas, it kind of make you think, like, man, like as good as Phoenix been all year, have they? Has Phoenix really been tested? Has they really been tested? This is a tough matchup. We know New Orleans pushed them to sick, but that what's was your pick? Yeah, what's your pick? I'm going Phoenix, man. I'm going to stay pat. I'm going to go Phoenix in six games. Really? You don't think in this could games. go seven? I think, I think, I think Aiden going to show us. Okay. I believe Aiden going to show us. I hope us. you're right. Because I don't think Norm, uh, Powell, I don't think Powell is the answer down bottom. No. Yeah, we know he's not. We know he ain't going to be much, but no. the way that, uh, the way that the Mavs play, he's just a body, a rim presence. Look. But I think Aiden going to have to be the man. Then he going to have to make, He's gonna have to make Dallas. He's gonna make Dallas adjust to what he's doing, and say we got to do something with him. And the thing, the other key for me is Devin Booker. We are gonna have to see how healthy and see if he can get busy. If Devin, Devin Booker can get busy in this series, I think they beat the Dallas Mavericks. But I think Luca and this team, they'll be able to get you two games. But I don't think they'll be able to get no more than that. Okay, okay. We're going to find out. Like I said, if Aiden come out here and do his thing, then I'll come back out here and switch my pick. Mm-hmm. I'll put out a two-minute... I'm minute... shocked, boy. Look, man, I watched I know, every I, game. I know you this... was impressed with them more than yes, any team man. in the playoffs. Yeah. But it's going to have to be on Aiden and Booker, man, because on that perimeter, I'm telling you, man, Spencer did with uh, uh, Finney Smith. It's going to be tough out there for Book, man. Yeah. Is he really hefty on that hamstring where he can deliver? And all them boys can make big-time shots. And Chris Paul out there with Brunson, and that, that brother out there, a problem. Defensively, and offensively, he gave it to Mike Conley and them boys out there. One he game did. he had a forty piece. He did. Like, like, come on, it's gonna. Can Aiden really take over? You want your money, DeAndre Aiden? You'll make it in this series. The Phoenix Suns roll back to the finals this year is much tougher than last year okay. because if they get through this round, guess who's gonna be waiting on them? Them light skinned brothers. Ooh. It's tough. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if they're gonna get back. I got Golden State going to the finals. Wow! I got Golden State going to the finals to face the Bucks. That's what I'm saying, like, bro, like this is a look, man. Mm. I ain't, I'm not really jumping to conclusions. Y'all watching what I'm watching, dog? The Suns is great, but if that was to happen, boy, if that's you got you a seven. Warriors Bucks finals, that's I'm talking seven. about you get episodes that's, every day. That's going seven, but we'll we'll hold our <laughs> thoughts. Still a lot of basketball to play.
Still a lot of basketball to play. All right, man. So we're going to wrap up this episode, man. Episode 174 of the Sports Desk. Shout out to Freddie Briggs for calling in, man. It was always a pleasure talking to Fred. We just tipped off here in Miami. It is four to nothing. Uh, Miami over the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, man. So we're getting ready to wrap this up so we can watch the game. Uh, of course, if anything happens, any breaking news, we'll be back with a special edition if necessary. If not, we'll catch y'all for 175 uh, next week. As always, we appreciate all the love, all the support. Thank you for listening, sharing this show. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. There's a new sports show in town. DM Black, your fave sportsologists, are doing their thing. All right. So, um, Black, before we get out of here, what you got? Um, UFC and. Uh WWE pay per views. Uh, UFC one, I forget Two, the numbers. Two seventy nine. Is it something like that? You have big time pay per view yeah. this weekend in Phoenix. UFC, y'all tune into it. Uh, also, we got uh, WrestleMania Backlash this weekend as well on Sunday. Big time card. Y'all tune into those big events this weekend. And shout out to Shakur Stevenson, man, getting him a oh, big yes, win over definitely. the weekend. Love that kid, man. Love that kid. In the boxing world, shout out to Shakur Stevenson. All right, man. So until next time, y'all be cool, be safe. And I'm real serious, man. We're going to have the Sports Days YouTube page coming very, very soon. Um, more details on what will be on that page uh, later on. All right. So until next time, we will talk to y'all. Like I said, be cool, be safe. Bro, you listening to the sports desk. Are you ready to go? 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 The answer is no, 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 no. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.